thousands of years, people have been ruled by governments. These bodies of power make rules that organize society and are meant to protect it from danger. Many different forms of government have taken shape from structures where power is concentrated in the hands of one person to those where power is shared among many. These different systems are characterized by how many people are in charge, how they are chosen, and how they rule have massive consequences for the relationship between government and their people. Can you guys believe it? This is the first episode of Government Geeks. We are going to have new guests every week and spend time chatting it up about the government. Today, I am going to explain every major type of government, and I am going to be joined by my good friend Billy, who will be chiming in. Hey there, Manusha. Thanks for inviting me to the podcast. I can't wait to dig into this topic with you, and I'll help you shed a little light on some of these forms of government. Everybody's always talking about or complaining about the government. What is the government? I got this one. Let me do a quick Google search. Well, according to the internet, government means the governing body of a nation, state, or community. Wow, that's actually not very helpful. Okay, let's consider the second definition. The relation between a governed and governing word. What the heck? Not helpful either. Okay, let me tell you a better definition. Government means the people who run a society. See, that wasn't all that difficult. More specifically, the people who make society's rules and actually have the power and authority to guarantee that those rules are followed. Right on. The whole reason why we even have a government is to protect society. More specifically, to resolve conflicts, defend a society from other societies, and provide public services. Now, people often get really passionate about government and politics because the decisions these folks in government make on a daily basis can have a huge effect on all of society and even all of the societies in the world. This is also why people have different opinions about the role of government in society and even what the best type of government is. Let's start with two basic categories. Governments are generally either democratic or non-democratic. So our first type of government is democracy. A democracy is any form of government in which the power belongs to the people and is exercised by them. Did you know that the word democracy even comes from the Greek word demos, meaning people, and kratos, meaning power? The power of the people! In other words, government exists through the consent of the people and reflects the will of the majority. What say you, Billy? That's right! These are seen governments we see as democracies today that are, for the most part, representative democracies. This form of government is an indirect democracy in which representatives in government vote on behalf of the people they represent. Look, we all have stuff to do. We have jobs to work at, bills to pay, chores to get done around the house, sports to play, and podcasts to listen to. We don't have time to keep up with everything the government is up to, so we elect politicians or people who hold or are seeking political office in government. We trust that they will vote on our best interests. And they better. The democracies found around the world today can generally be sorted into three categories. Presidential, parliamentary, and presidential parliamentary mixes. In presidential democracies like the United States, people vote on who should be the leader of the country, the president. And they also separately vote on who should represent them in the legislature and Congress. Sometimes the president and the majority of the legislators in Congress belong to different political parties. Meanwhile, in parliamentary democracies like Canada, people only vote for members of the legislature, 
called members of parliament. If a majority of the legislators belong to a single party, or if multiple parties join together to form a ruling coalition, then they appoint one member of parliament from within their party or coalition to become prime minister, the leader of the country. And there are countries with something in between. In the case of France, the people directly elect the president and most legislators. But then the president appoints a less powerful prime minister who works as a legislator to make laws and help run the government. These governments tend to have rules on what they can and what they cannot do. In healthy democracies, there is typically an independent court system and a free press. These institutions provide checks on government power and can protect the right of citizens. Today, nearly half of the world's countries, including many of the most powerful, are considered free and democratic. Wait, hold on. We really can't forget about direct democracy. One of its earliest forms dating back to ancient Greece, people directly voted on government decisions and were decided by a single majority. Realistically, today, direct democracy works better in small communities where citizens can meet regularly to discuss new changes they want to make with their government. Groovy, thanks. Okay, so there are also these democracies in which representatives aren't there for day-to-day stuff, but the citizens still make the big decisions. Both direct and representative democracies have three main ways citizens make decisions. Referendums, initiatives, and recalls. A referendum is simply the process in which voters either approve a new law or get rid of the old laws. An initiative is a process that allows citizens to introduce new things to vote on. And finally, recalls are the process of removing the power of an elected official. Okay, I suppose we better address the other category, non-democratic governments. Well, in non-democratic societies, the people have no state of the government. They basically just have to go along with whatever their government does, whether they like it or not. In these societies, leaders get the power by um, other means. Any type of government where the people have no say that the people must obey is called an authoritarian government. Authoritarian leaders might use titles like president and prime minister, but that doesn't mean that they are democratic. If they hold elections, they probably aren't free, fair, or competitive, leaving ordinary people out of the political process. Authoritarian governments tend to ignore rules limiting the power. If there are any, they often use violence and intimidation to restrict what people in the press say so that leaders can impose the policies they want. Nevertheless, some authoritarian governments are popular with their people. They might see their government's decisive leadership style as superior to that of slow-moving democracies and believe that authoritarian governments can better promote economic growth and order at home or expand influence abroad, even if it means sacrificing some personal liberties. Some countries with authoritarian governments include Syria and Uzbekistan. Now, let's run through different types of authoritarian governments. First, there are autocracies, or governments in which unlimited power is held by one person. The two main types of autocracies are monarchies and dictatorships. And it really just comes down to how that one person comes to power. If the person comes to power through inheritance or a parent or another relative, it's a monarchy. This person was all the powerful life or until they're kicked out, at least it's called a monarch. Duh, types of monarchs are different around the world. They could be a king or a queen, prince or princess, 
emperor or empress, archduke, duke, or grand duke, emir, sultan, whatever. You know, some monarchies, such as the one that exists today in Saudi Arabia, have total control. This means that they make all the decisions around how the country is run. The United Kingdom has a constitutional monarchy and is no longer considered an autocracy because the role of the king or queen is generally ceremonial. Talk about a figurehead. You know a lot about dictatorships, don't you, Billy? Didn't you used to be in one? Of course. I'm still a dictator in my household. Dictators are not monarchs. They often gain power through deception, corruption, and force, and can rule with an iron fist. This still exists today, for example, in North Korea. That's why dictatorships are considered a bad thing today, except in my house, where my word is law. So tyrannical, I love it. Thanks, Billy. But there are also institutional dictatorships in which an institution, rather than an individual, takes power. If an institution comes to power by just taking it, often through a military seizure of power or coup d'etat, then it's a military dictatorship. However, in party dictatorships, only one party has control and acts as the dominant force in the nation's political life. Where other parties do not have the legal right to exist, or if others do exist, only one party is legally able to exercise power. An example of this we see today is the People's Republic of China with the Communist Party of China. Another institutional dictatorship is a theocracy, which is ruled by religious leaders who rule based on their religious beliefs and values. It would be like if all of a sudden the Pope got elected and he became the Prime Minister of Canada and made everybody Christians and all that. That would be a theocracy. Some notable countries that have more modern theocracies are Iran. Some dictatorships are totalitarian, which means that the dictator both sets the goals and controls almost all aspects of a society. Wow, scary stuff right there. Benito Mussolini, the founder of Italian fascism, even summed up the nature of totalitarianism with the slogan, All within the state, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state. What a guy! The problem with most non-democratic governments is that those in power are usually corrupt at the expense of the governed. You know, like spending taxpayer money on lavish mansions for themselves, stuff like that. Frequently, governments lie somewhere in the space between the two poles of democracy and authoritarianism. These governments are called hybrid regimes. These governments gain and keep power through electoral fraud, corruption, and legal maneuvers designed to hobble the opposition. This prevents them from being a fair and free democracy, even though they may uphold some democratic values. We see this in countries like Bangladesh, Armenia, and Singapore. At this point in the podcast, you've probably made some political science jokes upset. <laughs> so, we will wrap this podcast up by saying that we have obviously really simplified government types for the sake of clarity. You see, every government is unique, and often the society's government is a combination of different governments with weird qualifiers and caveats. But we will delve in deeper to chat about that in the next episode. Tune in next time on Government Geeks!